What is good, family? I am Drizzy, and this is Power Ups and Power Bombs. We are here a week after we did the AW draft, and now it is WWE's turn. You are on the clock. Now, we we were able to do the draft last week for AW because their raw their roster yes it's big but WWE's roster is three times the size as AW's roster so instead of doing a full out draft what we're going to do is the power up countdown for this week ten superstars who need to move in the draft they need to be on a new show they need to be doing something on a whole another show somewhere else away from the show they were just at. But before we do that, we got a little bit of house news to go talk about. So, first things first, guess who was at Monday Night Raw? I'll give you a hint. He was the best in the world. Yep, that's right, folks. CM Punk was in a WWE arena while WWE was there. Now, was this a... To go see if you can get a job there because you don't like the people in AEW? Nah. No, it's not. Reports say that it was more so to kind of kind of bury the hatchet with folks that you have had issues with for so long. Um it was said that he had spoke with Tamina. Um he spoke with the Miz. Now, this is a a very deep one because Miz, uh Punk said some very nasty things about Miz and I think Miz has gone back and forth but not to the point that Punk has um reports say that the two were able to kind of bury that hatchet which is absolutely great um as we get older we look back at things we say and you gotta you gotta like kind of gotta kind of wince when you see like that just didn't that wasn't my best hour but Punk, uh, it seems as he's grown and he's trying to make amends for a lot of things that he's done in his past as well as what people have done to him. Um, I, I was also t- uh, read that he had also spoke with Triple H, which another person who famously has had words with Punk and very tasteless things have been said back and forth between the two of them. Um, he was also asked to leave after 20 minutes, but he did speak with those people. So I think Punk is trying to make amends. I don't know if he's done any reflecting in his time away from AEW, but I, I can't say I blame him. We are as, at some point we got to start acting like adults. Somebody's got to be the bigger person. And you also have to look yourself in the mirror after you say things like what Punk has said. And I don't think that he's looking like, yeah, I shouldn't have done those things. It's time to grow up, make some apologies, make your way, and just kind of like rebuild those connections because the, the, the world is a fucked up place. So kudos to punk for trying to bury the hatchet with certain people over in wwe hopefully if things go like further in life in aw maybe we could possibly see you in a in a wwe ring once again hopes i hope for the best for all that um and yeah so the second Thing that we have to speak about before we get into our power up countdown 
newest signee to Impact Wrestling. And yes, it is a knockout. Trinity Fatu, a.k.a. Naomi, is the newest member of the Impact roster. This is a big get for them. I'm very excited. I can't wait. It's uh, Her debut is supposed to be Friday. This will be dropped the moment I get done recording it. And we will I send all types of happiness and positive vibes to Trinity. I can't wait to see her in the ring with people like Jordan Grace, Masha Slamovich, Tasha Steeles, Giselle Shaw, Savannah Evans, Deanna Perrazzo. That roster is stacked. I'll say it. Impact's knockouts are the best women's wrestling in North America. Hands down. I, I'll, I'll fight. I'll stand. That is the hill I choose to die on. Because that has been what has kept Impact Wrestling alive for these past few years when they've been on their deathbed. As the heartbeat slow, the heartbeat was the X division, absolutely the X division. But somewhere along the line in the transitioning, when you have people like Gail Kim, Taryn Terrell, ODB, somewhere along that line, the knockouts took over and they were doing things in wrestling that WWE just started doing 10 years ago. They've always been doing. From hair versus hair matches, monster ball matches, which are basically like death matches to a certain extent. Impact's knockouts are the best women's wrestling in North America. Fight me on it. And we have just added one of the most athletic women's wrestlers to that roster. So I can't wait to see her. Also, hopefully this brings her to Kentucky so I can see her live because I will never turn down a, a, a event that she's going to be at. I will never turn that down. I am a Naomi Stan. I have a Naomi Funko Pop that literally stands next to my TV as well as a Naomi figure that stands on my shelves. We Naomi fans over here at PUPB. Also, Ariel, one of her favorite wrestlers of all time. Bernard drools over her. He doesn't like to admit it, but he absolutely does. All right. Let us get to our power up count. See, I, we're just rolling through this. I told you it wasn't going to be a long episode, but it's going to be a packed, fun-filled episode. I love doing these. Um, Our power up countdown. Ten superstars who need to move. Number ten. The Miz. The Miz has been on Raw for God knows how long. And it's strictly due to the fact of his reality show, Miz and Mrs. comes normally came on right after. It makes sense when you think of it like that. But along those with that at the exact same time, the Miz kind of fell into celebrity guy. He was powered down 110%. You forgot he wrestled for the longest. And he was treated so weak and poorly that you don't know that he's a that he's a two-time world champion. That he's a multiple-time intercontinental champion. Probably the best intercontinental champion in the last 10 years. And that he can put on great matches. 
I think now that Triple H has kind of taken over creative that they're trying to get him back into that form and remind you, hey, the Miz is a damn good wrestler. Um, we just had a match a couple of weeks ago, uh, the Miz versus Seth Rollins, and Miz showed the fuck out. A incredible match. It really had us looking like, oh my God, Miz is a good wrestler. Which we shouldn't be thinking about because Miz is a good wrestler. He doesn't get a lot of flowers because of the shit that he does, which it's all in character. It's it's never anything outside of the ring that makes him overtly not likable. Well, on a personal level, not not likable. He's always the guy to carry the WWE uh, banner. He is their go-to guy for a lot of media things. <laughs> The Miz is a good, but The Miz is also a damn good wrestler. And I think that they're trying to get us to remember that sending Miz to SmackDown will be great for him. Now, this gives him a chance to get back into the IC title picture because I don't see him trying to take on Roman. And also, he doesn't seem to do well when he becomes a face. He is not. He naturally can make you hate him. And we're that and I'm fine with that. And I think that's where a lot of his hate comes from is the fact that he he knows how to get heat. He knows how to get heat. But in long stretches like what you need on Raw, the way he comes off, it's just too much sometimes. So the smaller doses are definitely great. His biggest honestly his biggest moments came when he was on smackdown and when he has the time to really chew on something which i think he'll have a whole lot more to chew on over on smackdown all right so number 10 miz to smackdown number nine. Oh, this is gonna be a good one as well the judgment day to smackdown all right so, Rhea Ripley is the SmackDown Women's Champion. She's got to go anyway. Dominic Mysterio, currently still feuding with his father on SmackDown, and along with Legato—I don't know whether they call him Legato Del Fantasma or the LWO. I really don't want to call him the LWO because it seems as if the LWO don't do nothing but lose. So I'm going to call him Legato. Um, but putting Rhea and Dom over there, go ahead and add if Finn go over there, that gives new life to the main event scene. And you add Priest who adds life to the mid card scene absolutely think that it is a great idea when it comes to those things because they've been on i feel like priest has been on smack on raw since he came up finn was on for a little bit before he came up from nxt and then he went to raw and then that whole thing i, I don't even remember formally him being traded to raw actually i feel like people just started doing shit at that point in time so but Put the Judgment Day on SmackDown. Uh, aesthetically, I think they feel better over there. Uh, it's a little bit darker over there, so I feel like it fits. It fits to me. Um, definitely 
Finn being in the mid in the uh, main event scene over there definitely helps a whole lot, and it gives a lot of depth to that main event scene. All right, now. Number eight. I really want this one to work too. Number eight. Carrying Cross to Raw. Carrying Cross is a Raw superstar through and through. SmackDown is more known as that show that's supposed to be your your wrestling, get down to business wrestling. Carrying Cross, his entrance alone fits the aesthetic of raw i feel like that's probably where he needs to cut his teeth also in that main event scene uh him and scarlet over there probably works out a whole lot better than what it has on smackdown and i think it's just because of the over the overwhelming lore of roman and the bloodline on smackdown but on raw there's nobody they're going to have to crown a new champion anyway. I think he definitely would be one of those who would be thrown in that tournament to crown a new champion. And I I don't see why he wouldn't win it either. If they started treating him a little bit better, he's he got my pick. Uh, so, just a small recap. Number 10, Miz to SmackDown. Number 9, Judgment Day to SmackDown, number eight, Carrying Cross to Raw. All right, number seven, Montez Ford to SmackDown. Not the Street Profits, Montez Ford. Every one of these drafts, they pick a tag team to break up and do the sentimental draft. The sentimental, okay, yeah, we're done. You, you're on this. You're broken up now. Um, I think the last draft we had, it was the new day. They did it. They separated Big E from Kofi and Xavier. Um, sorry, excuse me. This is going to be a tough one. It's going to be an emotional one. And I feel like since Mania, WWE has gone out of their way to give them the proper send-off the, uh, of putting the street to putting an into a happy ending to the Street Profits. And I think this will be a good time to separate them a good way to separate them without having them turn on each other because that's a old wrestling trope that we've been doing for years i've always hated when every single tag team somebody's got to turn on the other it doesn't have to happen like that every time sometimes you just get the sentimental okay guys it's time for us to call it quits and do our own thing Montez ford looks like a main event star and if you didn't think he was a main event star when you saw him before, after Elimination Chamber, you definitely saw him as a main event star. And at the exact same time, on the other end of the spectrum, Angelo Dawkins has been a dog in the ring. He's been amazing in the ring. He's been doing things. He's First off, he's lost weight. He's getting into shape. He's better on the mic. He's still kind of low about everything he does, but he has gotten so 
so much better than when he first got up there. I feel like that he definitely could hold his own on a show by himself. So I, it's going to be sad, but it's about that time. It's about that time. Yes, it is about that time. So Montez Ford to SmackDown. All right. Now, number six. And this is going to be a bit of a a big one. Imperium, Walter, uh, Giovanni Da Vinci, and Ludwig. What the fuck was his name? It's Ludwig what? It's Ludwig. Uh, I wish we could just call him. Out. Is it Kaiser? I think it's Ludwig Kaiser. <laughs> Imperium. They will be moving. Let's move them from SmackDown to Raw. Which also moves the Intercontinental title. Uh, it's been on SmackDown since two drafts ago. I feel like it never really left, actually. Uh, the Intercontinental title has always been a SmackDown thing. It's, it's, it's about time for a new... It's time for a new... New paint color on the background. Um... They gave us a new belt a few years ago. Having them go on Raw. It also gives a brand new wealth of opponents over there. Which brings me to number five. Number five on the list. Austin Theory to SmackDown. It does seem like we're sending a lot of people to SmackDown. Stay with me though because people will be going to Raw. Um, It is, like I said, switch swapping these belts, five and six, Imperium to SmackDown, uh, Imperium to Raw, Theory to SmackDown. Theory probably needs a, a change in scenery as well, too. I know he hasn't been on Raw as long, but it's, it's, it's he, can, he can do, maybe, maybe some new opponents would help the Theory experiment work a little bit better. I don't know how much better it'll help it work, but it's something. It's a it's an attempt. Something's got to hit eventually somewhere because theory does have something. We just not sure what and where to go with it and how to use it. Um. With that being said, all right, number four. Call up. Call up Roxanne. Perez, your women's too raw. So your women's division, Bianca needs new challenges. And Roxanne Perez, I know a lot of people don't think she's ready for TV, but I believe she is. Um, these last few years have moved pretty fast for her. She's been Ring of Honor champion. She's been in just about every company in the last three years. In North America, from AEW to Impact, MLW, WWE, I believe it's time for her to make it to the main roster. She is a perfect fit for Raw. It gives you a nice little scrappy baby face to have over there. And Bianca needs new challenges, that some that she's never met face before. A lot of these girls that she's been on the main roster with for a while, she's faced them. And the last that she's about to go through is probably the ones from Damage Control, Dakota and Io. After that, we need a new crop of women. <laughs> definitely need a new crop of women. Roxanne definitely fills that void. 
um, absolutely a, a gym. She could possibly be the one to beat Bianca for the belt, actually, which isn't a bad idea when you think about it. All right. Number three. I'm not 100% sure if this counts, though, but I want to split up the LWO. Let us send Legato Del, Del Fantasma to Raw full time away from Rey Mysterio. Leave Rey on SmackDown, Legato on Raw. Legato Del Fantasma has lost its identity. The moment they put on LWO shirts, they might as well be the jobbers that the LWO really was. Because they weren't winning matches in WWE. They were basically a bunch of Eddie Guerrero's human wall. When Eddie needed to get something done or retain a belt or something, bam, LWO's there. Yes, it was a parody. Uh, and I do know that there were a few other things that kind of got in the way of that getting getting the, the traction that it needed. But I absolutely cannot keep up with LWO being a... They take losses. Doesn't be losses. Legato Del Fantasma is supposed to be a prestigious group i don't want to see them continuously losing like this so hopefully removing them from Rey mysterio helps plus uh, bianca again this uh, fills the void of bianca needs new challengers so let's add selena to that, that mix we need new tag teams over there let's add cruz uh, and joaquin to that mix we need people to challenge for the IC title that's going to be over there now. Let me tell it. Let's add um, Santos Escobar to that list. All right. Number. Oh, where am I? Number two. Becky Lynch. Take Becky Lynch from. Well, we're going to do a two-for-all with that one. Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins from Raw to SmackDown. <laughs> it's a good thing that married couples go together. Oh, man. I just thought about something I did wrong. Oh, well. Uh, Becky and Seth can definitely go to the other shows. They can go to SmackDown. Becky probably needs some new challenges. I can't say that we've seen Becky versus Rhea, which absolutely will be a monster of a match. Hell, I, I, I want to say that's a WrestleMania main event right there, y'all. We need that one in our lives. <laughs> and Seth needs a, a, a change, too. He's been on Raw for a while. I don't think he's been back to SmackDown since pandemic, maybe. I may be wrong. I'm not 100% sure. But him on SmackDown helps a lot. Uh, it's a nationally, it's on national television. And Seth is closely, is really close to becoming a mainstream star with all his outfits and his Joker-esque moments that he has on a daily. <laughs> it's probably the best move to make for both of them 
and that main event scene probably it gives us a chance to go back and revisit the Roman Seth dynamic, should I say? All right, and number one, numero uno, wrestlers that need to move. Charlotte Flair. I know, anticlimactic, right? Y'all thought it was going to be another call-up. No. Those things will happen, and it takes more than 10 to get to them. But Charlotte Flair is my number one for one reason. <laughs> she is officially the most one of the most athletic women in WWE. And if we want to see her... We want to see her wrestle the best. Mania, she damn near stole the show with Rhea Ripley. So it only makes sense to send her to Raw to deal with a couple of other amazing wrestlers over there. We haven't seen Io Shirai. Well, we kind of have seen EO and Charlotte, but let's revisit it. It's been some years. EO versus Charlotte. Let's look at Dakota Kai versus Charlotte. Best of all, let's look at Bianca Belair versus Charlotte Flair. Now, I said Rhea versus Becky was a main was a WrestleMania main event. So is Charlotte versus Bianca. You can't tell me that ain't a great but feeling that match feels it, it it fills arenas that is a, definitely a night two main event right there uh i'm sure there are some other people that you guys would love to see being moved but this is just my top 10 of who needs to be moved and i kind of prioritize the women's division a little bit more because at the moment they're the ones who are getting all their segments cut on mainstream roster tv they're not given the time that they need to tell proper stories and the stories that they do tell are bullshit um i think we'll talk a little bit more about that next week but Definitely Charlotte moving is a big deal. She's a number one draft pick on any show that you do do, whether she's got a title or not. All right. So that is my top 10 superstars that need to move in the draft on Friday. And before we leave, I don't think we talked about it, which we probably didn't. It probably should have been done at the beginning of the show. Congratulations to Alex Kane, the leader of the Bumbaye Fight Club on winning Battle Riot 4. I believe it's 4. It's 4 or 5. I'm sorry. If I, I don't understand Roman numerals like that. But congratulations to him on that major achievement. That gets him a golden ticket for a world title shot <clears throat> at any time in the next year. That's one thing. And number two on that list, we got a new WWE World Heavyweight Championship title. Yes, it looks great. It looks amazing. But the stipulations, man. Okay, so Roman Reigns will remain the undisputed Universal World Champion. And whatever show he is drafted to, 
he will keep that belt. And the show that does not have a champion will get the World Heavyweight Championship. So, should Roman go to SmackDown, the World Heavyweight Championship goes to Raw. And vice versa. My thoughts, that's kind of how it happened in the very first draft. The show that didn't have a world title, they basically were given one. And it's, it's almost... It's almost to a T exactly what happened. Now, I don't think that they're just going to hand the belt to somebody, but it very well could happen. In... But no, no, they're not going to hand the belt to somebody. I'm sorry. Triple H did announce that there would be a tournament and the champion would be crowned at the next Saudi show, Night of Champions, which don't expect me to be watching it because I do not watch the Saudi shows. I don't mind recapping it as it happens, but... Yeah, Saudi shows, big no-no for me. Uh, I'll post a picture of the belt on Instagram. Definitely give the book belt a look. I think it looks great. I know a lot of people think it's a consolation prize, which it kind of is. But we've been doing title unifications for so long, it was bound to happen eventually. Uh, I know a lot of people are saying, well, why don't they just split Roman's titles and put one on another show? At this point in time, you really can't. There's no way of splitting those titles and not making one title seem less important than the other. If you split the, if you give up the, make him give up the universal title, that initially gets rid of the the thousand day title ring because that's the belt that Roman has held for a thousand days when you get to you can't give up the WWE title because that is the title with the lineage uh, of 50 plus world champions it's the title has been the main one that's been absorbing all the others so it's 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 a tough situation but this is the downside of having such a dominant champion and you guys haven't built anybody else up to beat that champion it's like you're stuck with this incredible juggernaut that nobody can stop so hopefully it's not gonna solve any problems but I mean the universal title was kind of introduced in a similar light so as long as we have these title unifications and everything you're going to have issues like this but this is probably the best way to deal with it it is what it is just know this might be the one belt that i'm going to buy from wwe i'm not big on buying belts from them but i i, I might buy this belt no lie it looks that good uh, i'll definitely make sure i post it on ig all right so it's time to start wrapping this show up you can find me oh my bad before i get started Thank you. Major shout out to the Nation of African American Wrestling as well as all of the IWC. I love you all. Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. Anything and everything that you can that you guys do, you guys are amazing. You can find me on IG at B-I-G-D-R-Y-Z-Z-Y-502 as well as P-U-P-B Pod on IG and P-U-P-B Podcast on Twitter. We are on there 24-7. Let's talk wrestling. Write me. DM me. Slide in my DMs. I'm here. I'm outside. It's summer too. I'm definitely going to be hitting up wrestling shows. 
Hit me, see me at Paradigm Pro Wrestling. See me at OVW Wrestling and Derby City Wrestling. I'm there. And on that note, I am Drizzy. And we are out. <laughs>